Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Bordos Blatherings, our podcast where we shine a light on the curious, shadowy and often very magical history of the Scottish borderlands. And we're joined today, in addition to Mary, we have Rhiannon sitting with us because today we're going to have a good old blather about black magic, necromancy... <laughs> And shamanism. Nice. Hello, Rhiannon. Glad you're here, and I'm looking forward to your input. (laughs) My input, I think, in this episode, maybe, will be very minimal because um, this all started. You know, let me start by talking about Cassie, Princess Mm -hmm. Cassie, our dog. She's been very poorly recently. She's had a major operation. And I was looking for accommodation for a little break to take her away for the weekend. And I was looking for a dog-friendly hotel, not too far away, that would have rabbits around as we approach winter to (laughs) cheer Cassie up a bit. She's been very poorly. And I came across a dog-friendly hotel in East Lothian called Goblin Hall. And as I was looking down the list of Google entries, I saw the word Hobgoblin. And I investigated that a little bit more and came across Goblin Hall. Not the hotel, but this lovely story about a, a very old, old ruined castle called Yester Castle. So what's that got to do with goblins <laughs> <laughs> and the Scottish borders? Mm, well now, well now, well now. So, in roughly 1297, somebody called Hugo de Gifford built himself a little castle, which he called Yester Castle. Now, it wasn't a castle, it was a little bit of a keep. But that's okay. <coughs> so he built a land and he built himself a castle. But he wasn't really one of the really big men of the area. Um, and he wanted to be, he wanted to be one of the big guys in, in East Lothian. And he sort of was just really a knight. And so he was getting a bit depressed and he was getting a bit drunk one night. And, as uh, you do. As you do, indeed. So he was having a bit of a drink and a bit of a moan, a bit of a mump. And while he was sitting there, he was getting more and more and more drunk. And then the devil appeared. And the devil appeared and said, hello, <laughs> as he does. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, who are you? Where are you doing? Sort of type thing. And they said, well, you know, um, you seem to want something. And so he goes, yeah, well, I want money and I want power and I want to be one of the big men. And the devil said, well, I can help you. And so Hugo, of course, is drunk. And he went, Great. And the devil said, there's a price to pay. And he went, oh, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I want everything. That's what I want. I want everything. And the devil said, okay, and then disappeared again. So the next morning, Sir Hugo gets up with a hangover and thinks, oh, my head is pounding. And there's this thump, thump, thump. And we've all had a hangover, so we know exactly what that's like. Mm-hmm. Thump, thump, thump. And then he realises that it's not in his head. It's underneath his feet. And he thinks, what the hang's going on? So he goes out at the front door and he can hear this thump, 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 thump. And it's it's somebody digging. So he goes round to the back sort of bit of his castle where the noise seems to be coming from. And there's, there's all this sort of dust and rubble and thumping. And he looks and here are two little goblins digging a hole. And he sort of, what, who, 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 what's going on here? I don't know he's been drinking. <laughs> and they said, uh, evening Sir Hugo, he says, uh, how do you know my name? 
And he's thinking, and it's not evening anyway, because I've just woken up from a hangover and went, it is evening. And he turns and he realises that he has slept the whole day and the sun is just starting to drop down behind the Laramures. Uh-huh. And as the light starts to go, he realises there aren't two little goblins digging there. There are 20 little goblins digging there. Or maybe 200 little goblins digging there. And they, dig, and they dig. And they dig. And they dig, yeah, a full little army. And he's sort of, well, well, oh, oh, this must be a dream. I must be delusional. So he sort of staggers back to his house and, and sort of thinks, oh, and he has another drink, which always helps matters. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's not quite sure what's going on. And then he sort of comes to again and there's a more sort of thumping, but it's different. It's like somebody knocking on the door. And he opens the door and two goblins come in with sacks and they empty the sacks onto the table. And it's full of gold and silver and silver plate and coins. And he said, well, what's all this? And he said, well, it's for you. He said, you wanted money. And he went, oh, right, okay, thanks, fantastic. So grabs everything up, puts it away, he's got a big chest, he puts it on the chest, he locks it up, and he goes to his bed quite happy, gets up the next morning, no hangover and no thumping. So that's fantastic. Rides about the place feeling very pleased with himself all day because he's got all this money now, you see. And then it gets to the evening and the thump, thump, thump appears again. He goes back down and this hole that they'd start, sort of started to dig underneath the castle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's thinking, my castle's going to fall down. They went, no, it's not. It's not. Don't it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> as you see. And he goes, okay. But then he realises there aren't as many goblins there as there had been previously because half of them aren't there. So he thinks, oh, I'll just go back upstairs. So he goes back into the castle and then there's about an hour or so later, there's a knocking on the door. Half the goblins come in and there's more gold and there's more silver and there's more coin. And he says, this this is fantastic. And so this continues and continues and continues for days until finally the thumping underneath stops and he goes down and underneath Yester Castle is the Goblin Hall. And it is a huge vaulted hall where the goblins come back at midnight and they feast and they drink and they party. So when the, yeah, when the light starts to go about seven or eight o'clock at night, they go out and then they come back about midnight. They give Sir Gifford all the gold and all the silver and all the rest of it, and then they party all the night. And Goblin Hall is still there. You can still go there yeah, to this day. Yeah. But the reason I'm telling you this story is because the goblins weren't stupid. If they had gone out in East Lothian and stolen from East Lothian, people would have noticed. So what they did was they left Yester Castle and they walked to the Lammermuirs and they burrowed underneath the Lammermuir Hills and did. into the borders. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they came down into the borders and they stole from the borders. They sneaked into the merchants' houses and stole the silver plate. They went to the farmers and got the coin they got at the market that day. And that's what they did. And that's why the Goblin Hall has got a huge relevance for the borders. Uh-huh. And there are two endings to this little story. If you go out of an evening, round about seven, eight o'clock at night, when the light's starting to drop, you go out walking with Cassia, you go into the beach with Rhiannon. You know how sometimes at the corner of your eye you can spot a little tree stump? Tree stump, a couple of foot high, covered in moss, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, it's a tree stump. And then you walk, and maybe Cassie starts growling at that tree stump. Have another look and see if it's moved. 
because it might just be a little goblin that has decided they don't want to be seen by you and mm-hmm. they'll turn themselves into a tree stump. And there are little tree stumps like that all over the woods and the borders, but they tend to be beside, beside roads where merchants would travel, uh-huh. who yeah. could be pinched from. So poor old Sir Hugo, well, poor rich old Sir Hugo has all this money and with money he buys land and with land he buys power and he's a very, very wealthy man and he continues to live for many, many years until he's actually on his deathbed and he's on his deathbed and all his friends are coming round because he's made lots of posh new friends, of course, (laughs) and they're all coming to see him and coming to see him and then one night there's a tap, tap, tap at the door and the, the devil comes in and says, there's a price to pay. And so Hugo, of course, has forgotten all about this because he's had years and years and years of being rich. And the devil says, and now you must pay. And so Hugo says, well, you can have all the gold and all the silver and all the plate. And the devil says, I don't want gold and silver. What are you talking about? It's meaningless to me. He says, well, you can have all my land. And the devil says, I don't want your land. And the devil says, I want you. I want you. And so he goes, no, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't. And there's all sort of shouting and bawling. And his servants run up to his bedchamber because they can hear this. And as they go in, Sir Hugo is lying in the bed with a look of absolute terror on his face. And he's dead. But they do say that if you go to Goblin Hall round about midnight, and if you look carefully, you can see a wraith-like figure walking back and forth in front of Goblin Hall holding a lantern to guide the goblins home of an evening so they can get into the hall for feasting. And that is the story of the goblins of Yester Castle. The gold-giving goblins. (laughs) I'm thinking, what is the collective noun for goblins? A gratitude of goblins. (laughs) I'm not sure. Um, I did a little bit of research for, for this podcast episode, Mary, and I came across, because I was thinking about, you know, one of the newspapers currently has been running a picture of Liz Truss, our now ex-Prime Minister, and the lettuce. <laughs> yes, that's uh, right, they Which one has the longest shelf life, basically, mm-hmm. the lettuce or um, Liz Truss. And I came across a little entry about the Colston pear, which was a parallel for me. That at some point in this story, a pear is put into a casket, and if the pear remains unspoiled within the casket, no bad luck will befall mm-hmm. the couple. Are these are these descendants of yeah, your man? They are said to be descendants of Sir Hugo. It's interesting. Some people claim to be. A descendant, and some people have nothing to do with them whatsoever. Yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. but yes, but I mean, Goblin Hall is still there, and it is a massive vaulted hall underneath Yester Castle. And I know that there are structural engineers or, or you know people yeah, studying yeah. things like that at university who go to look at it simply because they, they can't work out how it's still standing, mm-hmm. and yet it is. And they're not quite sure, you know, what sort of workforce they would have had. And there's nothing in the the records. There are some records from that time mm. as to him paying any workmen. So maybe it was the goblins that did actually. Yeah. 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 So is it him that's the wraith that's bringing them back? I think so. I think that was the price he had to pay, that forevermore he had to be the one. 
or in duty with the lantern that brings them in, yeah. Oh, and like it is interesting. Was he friends with the goblins then? Because he seems to, apart from the fact that they ruined his hangover even more, yeah. he doesn't seem yeah. too fussed about them. No, he doesn't seem frightened by them, but of course every night they're bringing him wealth, so, mm-hmm. you know, they seem to like him. And, it's another, and I think it's curious that apparently... If you go to the Lammermuir Hills on either mm-hmm. the north or the south side, you can see where people have tried to bur- burrow under the hills. So it might be that uh-huh. that's exactly what the goblins did. There's gold in them, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or gold for thieving on the other side, at yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so he's, he's an interesting guy. And it's interesting because in Scottish folklore, you get Kelpies and you get uh-huh. Selkies and you yeah. get Brownies and you get Fairies. Goblins aren't really Scottish. I'm not aware of many Scottish fairy tales or folk tales that have goblins in. No, right, yeah. Um, yeah. The only one I can think of is, well, very English, is the Midsummer Nights. There's a hobgoblin in Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's lots in England. And, and I'm Wales. Not, yeah, and Wales, but not so much. Or in Ireland, I'm not aware of goblins. And I'm never quite sure the difference between a goblin and a hobgoblin. I'm not sure... Is a hobgoblin a Pass. goblin that's in charge <laughs> or something? I, I don't know. But from what I know from fantasy and things like that, um, a hobgoblin seems smarter than a goblin. Like a goblin is just like probably the ones doing the digging. Okay. <laughs> and then the, gob- the hobgoblins ah, are maybe the ones who right. are doing the thieving because they're a bit more smart, ah, a bit more, more cunning. Because yeah. I know that with hobgoblins... Uh, they're mischievous, and if you if you slight them, they will make you pay. Oh, yeah. well done! You. So <laughs> yeah. the superior biscuit is the hobnob. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that that's the only one I know of where the devil uses goblins yeah. to help people. Yeah. yeah, we're on the borders, and you dated this in your introduction, Mary. Mm-hmm. We are around the time of the Scottish Wars of Independence. Does that? play into this story in any way? Well, I don't know. I mean, the story seems to have come through Scottish sources. It's not like, you know, there's the old story of Sonny Bean. Yeah. Right, yeah, Sonny yeah. Bean, the Scottish cannibal who lured people to their death and ate them in caves. English propaganda. Right, English propaganda, <laughs> because he did exactly the same with Wales. There was a yeah. character in Wales and he was known as, oh, it's like Cave Jack or something like yeah, that. It's, ex- yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same story. Yeah, it's yeah. propaganda. But this one's coming from English, from Scottish sources. Uh-huh. So I'm not quite sure... Why? And I mean, like there's the local pub is known as a Goblin Hall in Gifford. Uh, you know, they, they, they're... that's how I came across this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's looking, looking. Yeah, yeah so it's it's really odd, and I don't know of anywhere else that you've got goblins or whole and this burrowing under the Lammermuirs to get to the borders. And it's not just the northern part of the borders that we're in; it's all the way down. Apparently, yeah. they've been all the way down. There, there are some stories of them running amok through Kelso Market and causing chaos at the Kelso Market because everybody was so terrified of these little creatures, mm. little black-faced creatures that were running about. And in some cases, they're green-faced, so it's really odd. They seem to have the best deal out the lot, so they get to build their own hall, they get to go out and pinch things from people, which must be great fun, <laughs> and then they get to come home and get drunk. And feast. <laughs> and feast, and they seem to live for forever because apparently they're still there if you go and you look. They're still there. So in the borders, if anything ever goes missing out your house, it's not your teenage children that's nicking it. It's the goblins from Goblin Hall. And the goblins are nicking your stuff under orders from the hob goblins, who are Maybe. the masters of the goblin universe, I presume. <laughs> or yeah. just Lucifer, the devil. 
Yeah. Well, not him again. It's always him. It's always him. Yeah. And the thing is, is, as the history goes on, you know, you've got so like proper people coming in and serve this, that, and Lord that, and all. But none of the the later owners of Yester Castle ever touched Goblin Hall. They didn't block Did it. Did they ever oh, really? hear the thumping? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. But nobody ever did anything. You know, like if you buy a house, I mean, anybody, you know yourself, you go and you view a house and you go, oh, this house is lovely. Then you buy it and you wreck it and you turn it into the house you want because you change everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. None of the other owners of Yester Castle ever touched Goblin Hall. Did they ever use it? No. Like, uh-huh. No. It wasn't used for storage. It wasn't used for anything. I mean, during the mm. Second World War, there are lots of places, Edinburgh is one of them, obviously, where lots of like bank record and you know people's jewelry and all this, but was taken out into the countryside and hidden in places because obviously we didn't want it bombed and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yester Castle wasn't used. It's massive. It is a huge structure underneath that castle. Never used for anything by anyone. You can still go mm. today, but as I yeah. say, it was never used. Yeah. Whereas there are plenty of castles. I mean, Scotland's a war for castles. So is England. Well, they hid all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. lots of things were hidden. Yeah. Yeah. wasn't hidden. Nobody yeah. used it. Nobody, people avoid it. People don't like it. You know, I mean, I, I do believe that round about Gifford and Haddington, for the local teenage boys, the best thing to do is to try and grab your girlfriend and go down and have a bit of a scare and a snog and a, whatever you want to get up to. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. no, nobody's ever used it. Goblin, that's unfortunate. <laughs> 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 yeah. Now, this is Borders Blatherings, Mary, and of course it wouldn't be Borders Blatherings. Unless I mentioned Sir Walter Scott. Yes. Did, uh, did he get involved in part of his storytelling, Border Tales? Really curiously, no, he didn't. Uh-huh. And that's a really curious one that yeah. nobody has picked it up. I mean, the, the legend of the Hobgoblins is the legend of the Hobgoblins. But Sir Walter Scott picked up on so many other stories. He's picked up on witchcraft stories. Yeah, he's yeah. picked up on wise women stories. He uh, picked up the, the Michael Scott story, which we did before about splitting the Eildons. Yep. Doesn't touch the Hobgoblins or the Goblins. Yeah. Whether it's because they were in East Lothian and coming down into the Borderlands, I don't know. Maybe it's the um, fear that if he brings more attention to them, they'll come and his stuff. <laughs> yeah, it might well be, like you know, because <laughs> what are they going to do? So, yeah, yeah. so it's a yeah. real, it's a real curiosity because I've never known another Scottish story with yeah. hobgoblins in, and because it is just, you know, as I say, you go there and you think this is this is amazing. And as I say, to, to, I have literally been there when there's been a couple of students from Edinburgh University, you know, taking measurements and being all civil engineering and working out how on earth it was built. But there is no note of Sir Hugo paying anyone. There's no note of where the stone came from. Wow. It's a huge vault. The acoustics in it are amazing. Well, it would be if, they're gonna, if the goblins are going to start singing songs. Do you yeah. know what goblin songs would have been like? Who knows? And apparently if you go into what was the old kitchen in Yester Castle, and if somebody else is downstairs in Goblin Hall and starts tapping on the on the walls, you can hear the tapping up in the kitchen. You can hear the... On the floor. Creepy. So, yeah. And there was no chance that it was just, like, just blatant racism. Like, he got a workforce from somewhere else. Did anyone else see these hobgoblins, or was he the only one who described them? That's that's an interesting point, yeah. Did he have a whole load of workers in, and they just got known as goblins and hobgoblins? But again, if he had workers in, he still got to feed them. Mm. And there's no note in his records of having 
even just the most basic level of bread and meat and some ale or something like that. So there's nothing there. And if he was bringing in a workforce, then that would mean he would have to buy in the stone Mm -hmm. and the working materials, and there's no note of that. You know, I mean, Goblin Hall literally just seems to appear. One minute it's there, you know, one minute it's not there, and the next minute it's there. And yet he never uses it. So it's built during his period, and he never used it. There's no note of him ever using it for anything. It was a larger feasting hall than the one he had in the castle. He never Uh used it. So it's not as if, you know, he had all this gold and silver and he decided, right, I'm going to have a big party to show everybody how wealthy I am, and I'll have it in the big hall underneath my castle. No. Strange. Yeah. I love that. I know. It's the fact, <laughs> that, it's the fact that we don't know the answer yeah. that, that makes it so curious. Yeah. So we're now drifting into Eric von Daniken territory <laughs> where we have to think, ah, now yeah. the Great Pyramids, they could yeah. not possibly have been built have been by built by. <laughs> I mean, your point, Rhiannon, about bringing in a workforce, there yeah. were some um, miners at that time were serfs in Scotland. Miners mm-hmm. were serfs way into the 19th century. So when you bought a mine, you bought the workers as well. Mm-hmm. And miners were thought of as almost subhuman. And of course, they did dig in the earth and they would be black from coal dust. So you could understand him bringing in miners from Midlothian mm. to yeah. do this. Yeah. But again, you did, there'd be a bit of paper somewhere, there would be a ledger somewhere yeah. saying, you would have paid the mine owner to say, can I have your 20 guys to come and build me this hole, which I'm then never going to use. And it fits in really well with the the goblins and hobgoblin brownie kind of thing where they come at night and do chores for you. Yes. Because it is every night that they come in to build it. Yeah, I mean, there's what's the the grim folk tale about the shoemaker and the elves come Mm -hmm. at night and make the shoes. So they're trying to help them. They're down mines, they're working away at night. It's always at night where you don't see the little people, you just Mm -hmm. see them. And I love the fact that, you know, if you go past a tree stump in a border's woodland, you have to check twice in case it's one of them. Yeah. Um, that might move. <laughs> I mean, I know that there there was. I heard that I first heard the story oh, years ago, of from an older lady, and she said that there was a particular tree stump in her local wood, and she was down at oh Jedburgh, Jedburgh, and she said this tree stump moved in the woodland. It was the same tree stump. She knew it was the same tree stump, but whenever she looked, it was in a different place, mm. and that's how she was told the story as to why, and that's why she told me the story. So, and she was quite convinced. Because it was the same tree stump and it moved every time. Mm-hmm. Every time she went through the wood, it was in a different position because obviously it would have been caught, I don't know, maybe they're like trolls or something. They have to stand still in daylight because they only seem to come out yeah. at night. Or maybe the fact they just don't want to be seen. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with humans. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, if you're, if you're, so you're coming out of Yester Castle, you're coming out of Goblin Hall, you're burrowing underneath the Laramures and you imagine to do that in a night come down the border, steal everything, and then come all the way back again. That, it reminds me of this character, um, I read Artemis Fowl when I was younger, and there's this like fairy that's like a mole person, and they can dig fast. Yeah. So maybe they're like that, more like mole people. Mole people, mm-hmm. yeah. Mole people, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's curious that they came down to the borders to steal, they didn't go across the way. Yeah. They couldn't go well. They couldn't go further north. It hit the North Sea. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, if they'd gone west, it'd hit Edinburgh. Yeah, but it was definitely down in the borders they came. And was this region rich in 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 resources for well, the little far- goblins to come? It's farmland. Yeah, That's the thing. Yeah, it's rich yeah. farmland. So you've got rich farmers, and in the market days, you're going out and you're getting a lot mm. of money because this is this is pre the Black Death. 
So we haven't got the economic hit of the Black Death. Yep. Okay, yep. we've got the big border abbeys being uh, being built. Now they didn't Very steal from right. the abbeys; yep. Yep. they avoided the abbeys. They went. You know, exactly. The devil, is, the devil is not going to send whole goblins into an abbey. Could you good imagine? Gold grabbing and gold giving goblins. I yes, like but much. they knew not to go near the abbeys. Because <laughs> oh, if they touched the abbeys, there would have been, you know, I think the devil might have been uh, shouted at by somebody else, shall we say. <laughs> somebody slightly superior to him would have come down. Rhiannon, were your, were your goblins all male? Or, 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 or how, how are we categorising this? I. Don't know of any female hobgoblins. Maybe they're like dwarves. So where, where, so where do they come elusive. from? Is there no mummy and daddy goblin that makes Maybe a baby goblin from the ground? They just sort of spontaneously appear. Because I know, like in folk tales, they are like a household fairy, where they're ah, like, right, like right. they're like a brownie, right? Where they can do things at night and it's said that if you can like leave a little package of food out on the back mm-hmm. step for them and oh, things really, like yeah. that yeah, yeah. those kind of fairy traditions mm-hmm. but they're a lot of the time they're like described as like ugly and nasty yes yeah, sort of gnarled and twisted yeah. aren't they yeah so like that's maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah and so it's like maybe uh-huh. maybe the the fairy version is yeah. the female version and yeah. the goblin version is the male but I mean, it's the same old state, same old story. It's the Mephistopheles story, Mephistopheles story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of somebody wanting something from the devil and then being utterly surprised when the devil says, "Well, you know, I'm paid." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always, I always get angry when people give the devil a hard time, and I know it's going to sound difficult, but I actually don't have a problem with the devil because he does exactly what. Do you want to be rich? I will make you rich, but there's a price to pay. Would you, why is the devil getting the bad end of that deal? Because you wanted to be rich. He made you rich. He, he, yes. He delivered on his promise. You're the one that's now decided you don't want to pay. Mm. And they never want to pay up. People never want to pay up when the devil's <laughs> offered them something. That it's, oh, no, not now. Or, or you always get that, well, not, could you come back tomorrow and come back tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, but the devil is quite honest about what he's doing. He said, I want you. Mm-hmm. I don't want your silver, I don't want your gold, I don't want your lamp. You know, that's no use to the devil. But there will be a price to pay. And every time it's it's the old sin of greed. You want you want money, you want land, you want power, but you don't want to... I mean, Sir Hugo could have actually got off his backside and worked for that. He could mm-hmm. have worked the land and made a profit. Yeah. And maybe 40 years down the, land, down the years, he would have had a lot more land. But he didn't. He wanted the quick fix. He wanted to be rich and famous now, you know, and, and to bring a, a modern parallel, there are people who want to be, you know, I want to be famous on Instagram now. Well, you can be, but it's a price to pay. The price is that you lose your self-respect or you lose your dignity or you certainly you lose your privacy and then everybody's going to shout at you, you know, and you didn't say a word out of line because you will get piled on in social media. So maybe that's the modern version. Maybe the devil invented social media. Um, that wouldn't be surprising. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> well, I like, I, I, I like yeah. where you're going. The, the prepositional shift, as I call it. Uh, Warhol said everybody will be famous for 15 minutes. minutes. I think today it's everybody will be famous in 15 no. minutes. Um, I think it's everybody will be Prime Minister for 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you, you, so. you, you, the analogies are rife here. But, but those who wanted the quick fix, all of, you, yeah. all of the people who voted for Brexit... Who could see the promised land and the glorious mm-hmm. sunshine mm-hmm. uplands? What about their buyer's remorse? Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
a word at the beginning of this. It's piqued my interest, and you haven't mentioned it yet. It's necromancy. That's why you're here. <laughs> I, I wanted you to say a little bit more about necromancy and shamanism. I, I see them in the same envelope. I'm probably wrong there. Ooh, I don't know. Necromancy. Yeah. Necromancy. Just that it's playing with death. It's yeah. quite dark because yeah. 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 it shouldn't happen. Like I don't know everything about paganism, but one thing is the circle of life. It's everything will die. Don't yeah. mess with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, I would keep necromancy and shamanism separate. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, a shame, you know, there are shamans who practice shamanism, so, so they're looking at foretelling things and keeping the spirits on your side. Whereas necromancy, as you say, Rihanna, is very dark. You're messing about there. You, mm-hmm. you shouldn't upset the natural order, the natural cycle of life and death. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's, that's a Hugo because everybody who always wants everything from the devil, and then the devil turns up and says, you're going to pay. Oh, not this week. I don't want to die now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old yeah. joke, you know, who wants to live to 99? Somebody who's 98. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody wants to die, you know, but you yeah. have to. And that's. Was it, was that her... was the point of the freshly picked casketed pair for mm-hmm. me. It was this idea uh-huh. of, of beat don't death. let it die, beat death. Yes, yeah. beat death if yeah. you can, yes. Schrodinger's pair. Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> indeed, yes, yes. Well, I mean, if you, if you go down the scientific route of all the things, the fact that there are multiverses and everything that ever has been and ever will be, it's just a, you know, it's just a collection of atoms swirling about. There was a scientific experiment done very recently, and I can't remember which university, and they took an apple and they put it in the box. And mm-hmm. it was a thought experiment. So obviously you put an apple in a box and the apple will break down into its constituent carbon atoms and all the other atoms that are in an apple. Um, but eventually those atoms, if you wait for long enough, those atoms will reform back into that apple. Because, they, because there are just only, you know... There are only atoms in the universe, mm-hmm. and they can move and change and grow. <clears throat> you mean the carbon atom? I am car. I'm a collection of carbon atoms and others. And then when I die, I don't know, I'll get chucked in a hole in the ground or whatever, and the worms will come along and eat me, and then I'll go back into the soil, and then eventually the carbon atoms will go into, I don't know, some grass or some. A, a cow will eat yeah, the grass, yeah. and then somebody else will eat the steak of the cow, and then they'll have, be pregnant, and they'll have a baby, and there's the carbon atoms yeah. back in human form. So the atoms are just whizzing round. As they are, just as within spiritual beliefs, yeah. it's the cycle of life. So, so yeah. in terms of infinity, we we would get the second coming. Then, then that these atoms will reform into almost everything that is imaginable. Which maybe means the goblins the are coming back. Yeah. yeah. Which means the goblins will come back, yes. or maybe they never went away. I, maybe I'd we, like we're to just not that. looking for them. We just don't see them anymore. Maybe that's why the hole isn't used because it is being used. It is. Yes. But. But it's the goblins who are using it. It's the goblins who are using it. I have an idea for a movie. Uh Uh-huh. Infinite monkeys versus infinite goblins. (laughs) Who will win? My money, my money's on the goblins, actually. (laughs) 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 So, there we are. That is Hobgoblin. So I would advise anybody the next time they're out walking near Goblin Hall to go and visit. But and this also, is open to this day. Open yeah. to this day. Yeah. But also, the next time you go walking in the border woods, have a look out for those tree, tree stumps, stumps yeah. and just yeah. have a look at them out the corner of the eye. Yeah. See what happens. Do you know roughly, Mary, when Goblin Hall closes of an evening, should I be planning a visit? You mean the actual Goblin Hall underneath uh-huh. Yester Castle? Uh-huh. 
never closes. It's just there. The castles are ruined. You can go and find it. You can go and spend the night in Goblin Hall if you really, really want to spend the night with the goblins. Feasting with the goblins. Yeah. Sounds like a Then I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you very much. That's uh, fascinating. Thank you guys for having me. I love this. It's been a fun one. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Good old goat-grabbing, grateful, gratuitous goblins. (laughs) Indeed. And on that, bye for now. Bye. Bye for now.